This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. I'm excited to be back this week, and I'm excited to be back in the studio with a favorite guest of mine. She is a close friend. Of course, you know her from her podcast, Andy's Girls, and she's also been a little bit of a writer girl lately. (laughs) Please welcome Sarah Galley. Oh, my God. Can I please tell you how excited I am to be not just in the studio, but your studio, Aww. the Betches studio. It is a safe space for it, any Bravoholic. I'm glad you feel like it's a safe space because I don't know if everybody would describe it that way. But, you know, like, I don't know if it was a safe space for, like, Nina Ali. <gasps> really? I Did mean, you not I, have French fries with ketchup? I know. We were lacking on the French fries. But, you know. It's a, no, it's a safe space, I it guess. It's a safe space. To have like open and honest dialogue surrounded by money. Like I, you know, all I see when I look as an independent podcaster is like, oh, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. That's a soundboard I own for two weeks and then return so I could use that at a live show and then get my money back. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're just, uh, we're rolling in it over here. You but are, I love it. You know what is also a safe space? Um, well, at least to Brooks Marks, <laughs> a... Uh, a cabaret show by a Broadway star is a safe space to mm. do an Instagram live where you're responding to yeah. followers questions. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this right before we started recording. So Jessica Vosk, who is a Broadway musical theater actress, she played Alphaba in Wicked on mm. Broadway. She has a large, a social media dedicated yeah. following. She has a lot of fans. She does concerts and stuff. And she posted, um, this video of Brooks Marks going live on Instagram while she is singing happy days are here again. And Brooks is responding to followers questions. And Jessica wrote really glad to hear your skincare routine, but please don't go live while someone is performing live for you. It's kind of shitty as the singer. Thanks. So he was using full voice to answer questions about his skincare in a cabaret cabaret style concert. Not a big, not that there's ever an okay time to do that. Right. But it's not like you're at Madison Square Garden and you're in like the 300 level of seats and like Harry Styles is never mm. going to know that you're talking during his concert. Y- you can hear her clear. The video, it literally is like, happy days. <laughs> I use Peter Thomas Roth. Oh, <laughs> here again. Jen already has a tracksuit. It's like, shut the You would think he would know better. I just don't. Okay, maybe this to me, I don't have the gene of like wanting to go live. We've done it a couple times. I do want. I do have the gene, but I I don't have the. I don't. I don't have the self esteem for it. it. I feel like I need to be. It's interesting to me to see the Bravo celebrities that just will go live whenever on a whim. Yeah, whenever, wherever, for like two minutes at a time. Yeah. To me, I don't. I don't get it, and I never watch them. I almost never, unless somebody is like being having like a moment in the press or is like seeming to be really like out of it or something like mm. I don't care to just watch like I get notifications for whatever reason when people go live from the Bravo by Betches account like Caroline Brooks live like 10 times a day yeah. and I'm like leave me alone I don't care I mean I honestly I want to be that person that goes live at any time but I do feel like I need to have concealer on first and like maybe show a little boob like have things going on that make me extra sparkle. I would like it. That is my that is my resolution for the second half of 2022 to go live more often, but maybe not in the middle of a Broadway stars cabaret show talking about your skincare at full not even a stage whisper. I would go live at Luann's cabaret show. Luann would love that though. 
Right, like I would get her to go out. I would be like, Luann, I'm live. <laughs> I mean, when I did AG Live at um, Club Coming, Kelly Ben Simone's assistant oh, yeah. had her going live when she was a guest with myself and guest co-host Evan Ross Katz. And I didn't know we were live until after, which I loved. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but that was at a show where it was You're like, like, this was a ticketed event that we're not, we're not really live streaming to public, but I'm glad that everybody is aware that well, it's now happening. Well, now I have now. a video because her oh, assistant sent me video yeah. after and I was like, that is so so I'm obsessed with that. That's a good point. But in the, yeah, in this live, like you can't even see Brooks's face. It's just dark. Also, why is he talking about his skincare? I just like right. connect the dots. Like if you were going live, I mean, you shouldn't do this, but it would make sense maybe if he went live for a song of her singing. But right. he's, he's just like, like wow, I'm bored. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just just bored. I, and I'm like, I like Brooks some of the time, but stuff like this is just like, come on, come on. Um, I am really excited for the new season of Salt Lake City, though. We've gotten, in the last week, we have been, you know, blessings showered upon us Mm. with Salt Lake City trailer, Potomac trailer, Mm. that a new cast photos for both, everyone looking Mm. stunning. Um, We finally got some new looks for those uh, Salt Lake City ladies. It's, It's wild to go from the season one looks to the season three looks. It's like they've had time. To, to get it together and to pump it up. <laughs> Poor sweet Whitney's hair. Poor sweet Whitney's hair. It's There's been an evolution that's she's, taken place. She's made it. <laughs> yeah. She really, she's, she's a housewife now. Serena Williams is evolving away from tennis and Whitney Rose <laughs> has evolved away from ramen noodle extensions. Oh my God. Do Whitney and Heather think of themselves as the Serena and Venus oh, of geez. housewife adult cousins who didn't know they were actually related until they were at a cocktail party together? My favorite part of them when they talk about how they're cousins and it's like, but you're, you're cocktail party cousins. Like you found this out after hanging. It's, you know, you didn't grow up together, but we treat you like you did. Well, the whole idea of cousins to me has all is, is like a very amorphous concept where it's mm. like you, I mean, there are people who grow up with their cousins, right? Almost like their brothers and sisters. In New Jersey. And then, I mean, I have cousins that I've never met. You know, like, do you? Well, I have, I mean, there's like second, I've met all my first cousins, but it's like there are people that you would call my cousins that I've met like one time in my life that maybe they're my second cousins or they're, you know, related to me somehow and they're like, oh, a a cousin. But like, it is just like funny, like you said, like they're cousins that maybe know, maybe knew each other socially a little bit, but they didn't like grow up doing Thanksgiving together. They seem to become more and more like family as the episodes went on, where they really harnessed the idea of cousinhood. Yeah, but this season, I'm not so sure because we see, you know, Heather, Meredith and Jen seeming to kind of be a little unit a little bit. And it seemed in the trailer like there might be a little bit of tension between Whitney and Heather and maybe if if Whitney is kind of siding with Lisa Barlow a little bit yeah where do you think that started I haven't heard anyone talk about I've heard people address a potential estrangement in their friendship and cousinhood but I haven't heard anybody talk about why like what (laughs) happened what is the event that led to this because it is surprising to me the cousinhood of the traveling Salt Lake City. Extensions. <laughs> Extensions. Um, I mean, I don't know. And I think we I've talked about this in the past and with other people that one of the interesting things about Salt Lake City is that the friendships seem to be very much not set in stone mm. from season to season and even on a more regular basis than mm-hmm. that, that it's like, like last season we saw that L- Meredith and Jen were like, complete polar opposites could Mm -hmm. barely be in the same room with each other. We've seen Lisa absolutely fucking hating Jen, but we've also seen them in a good place. We've seen Lisa thinking Whitney is the devil. Like I, I think it feels very much like a game of chess and that none of the, none of the friendships are that rooted in anything real that like show stuff can't kind of come in and take precedent. Yeah. And it does make me wonder what happens with Meredith especially because she seemed to curry a lot of favor with the audience when she was calling things out about Jen. 
now she and Jen are extremely close. So I wonder what happens to that segment of the audience. It's like, yeah, speak truth to power. Say the things that we're all thinking. You know, be horrified at crime. Like, how does that work out this season with Meredith? Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Thinking about, compared to Beverly Hills, last season, when Sutton scored so many points with viewers for being the one that really was taking it to Erica, Mm. and we've seen this season, they've had moments where they can enjoy each other's company, and they'll laugh about something stupid, or about the fact that they're both single and dating, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have those, they have those moments where they can put things aside and not be so harsh with each other and that's fun to see but it would it would be different if Sutton all of a sudden was like you know what I don't care about any of those plane crash victims anymore like I I just want to be friends with Erica and I think Mm. she is innocent and whatever and I think it's it's like an important difference that Sutton can coexist with Erica while still holding all of those reservations about her. Whereas certainly the vibe that we're getting this season from Salt Lake is that Meredith is somehow all of a sudden like team Jen posting that thing on Instagram right before her guilty plea of innocent until proven guilty. And so I, I mean, obviously we haven't seen the season yet and maybe there are some events that we don't know about, but it's like Meredith could have, could have sort of like laid down the hatchet with Jen and been like fun coexisting person right. without being like, I will ride for Jennifer Shaw and post about her <laughs> innocence. Like the, she yeah. could have found that middle ground. And I think it's going to make it hard for her, her standing with the viewers. Cause I think the viewers, the majority of, think that Jen is guilty, mm-hmm. have always thought that Jen is guilty and mm-hmm. think that she deserves to face consequences. And so, you know, if Meredith is kind of all of a sudden, you know, thinks Jen can do no wrong, I, I feel like watching the season, it's going to be like, no, you were doing so good. It also makes the press for the season seemingly difficult. Like, especially, you would think I would say, especially for Jen, but especially for Meredith and Heather, noting that Jen on social seems to be running a morality campaign against unnamed members of her cast, which is an interesting move for her to make, considering she just pled guilty in federal court to defrauding countless vulnerable people. Right, which, I mean, that just reads as deflection, that she's like, Look over there. It's right. Lisa Marlowe is saying bad things about, right. <laughs> about about me. But at which I don't I don't necessarily doubt that Lisa Barlow has said or done problematic things. I, we know she do- donated to Ted Cruz. That's online. Um, She's not the only conservative housewife, let alone conservative cer- housewife on Salt Lake, though. That's what's so fascinating no, cer- to me. Is like certainly. But I think I think it's more of like it feels like Jen is kind of deflecting. But I guess in Jen's case, it's like okay, yeah, like you're going to prison. You might as well try and get the attention on someone else. But then, like you said, with with Meredith and Heather, it's like, so are you now that she's pleaded guilty? Are we still like rah rah Jen or like how's the what's the vibe? If you're on Watch What Happens Live, like right. have because like. Obviously, they filmed the season leading up to mostly before that guilty plea. That seems like it's going to be kind of the final moment of the season. Mm. So it's like, 
maybe they get kind of a free pass before that because at the very least Jen was still maintaining her innocence. But then it's like now a couple months after that, when you're going to be like going on Watch What Happens Live or doing interviews and stuff, it's like, are you still like kid gloves with Jen? We'll see. And also Heather took a different route than Meredith's sea change in that well before Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, after the charges were filed and Jen was arrested, but well before the change in plea, Heather at least acknowledged on Watch What Happens, I'm sure not to Jen's delight, that Jen's business practices seemed unsavory, which is at least an acknowledgement that something was up here versus Meredith, who seems to have just done a complete 180 on social and I would think would do like at least a 90 back at a certain point like I don't know how this is going to work out for her and I hate to be like looking at the reunion but like even though the season itself hasn't premiered yet but I do kind of wonder how this will affect the ways that Meredith is going to have to like tap dance away from some of the behavior I expect we'll see on the season and what that will do to her supporters and her on her online and yeah. you know, like IRL support. Yeah. And I think um, I talked about this with Sam Bush last week that mm. now that Jen has pleaded guilty, her sentencing is set for this fall. She essentially, this is probably going to be her last season. Maybe she'll be around. Maybe if they start filming early enough, she'll be around for a little bit of season four or she'll get like a Jen goes to prison special. But like once she gets <laughs> sentenced, yeah, Assuming, I I think the assumption is that she's going to get a somewhat lengthy prison sentence. Yeah, she's that's that's it. So it's like on Housewives at least for now. So it's like if Meredith just kind of rides the wave until Jen goes to prison, then they can all talk about something else, and maybe she feels like she can kind of just like sweep under the rug a little bit. If Jen, because if Jen, you know, if Jen was going to stay on the show for three more seasons, then you would kind of have to like, you know, figure out a plan. But it's like, well, she's going to prison in November. So all I have to do is like, I probably just have to get through one Watch What Happens live appearance, maybe a BravoCon panel. Is Jen going to go to BravoCon? I mean, I was, she will be in New York. Like, I know that it's not perfect timing, but Uh, it does also make me wonder with BravoCon, how they're going to build the schedule of the weekend because in 2019 when we both attended there were show panels like you went to the bh panel you went to the oc panel you went to new york and it makes me wonder because there is so much emotion about some of these franchises especially salt lake and bh how they're going to structure these panels which traditionally, even though we only have one year to work with, did also include a Q&A. Yeah. And I think with some of the with some of those panels in 2019, there would be even aside from the audience Q&A, because some people were really out of pocket. But it's yeah, like, which we hated. We did but, not. We don't. But we don't even just within the within the the panel discussions, yeah. there would be some shady moments. There were a couple, you know, you could tell in a couple of those groups that there was some tension. Definitely. The Denise stuff was kind of so starting weird. to happen the, at that the point. The vibe at BH was so yeah, weird. Like that the, panel. Yeah. There were some where the vibes were weird or you could tell that individual people weren't feeling mm-hmm. each other. But overall, they were they were mostly pretty fun and it was, you know, it was a fun atmosphere. It was fun just to see everyone in person. And you could tell that the women were kind of like living for the energy a little bit for the most of them. And so I, I think you're right that it's like, okay, so sitting down for a panel with most or all of this current Beverly Hills cast, I, I can't imagine it being like easy breezy fun and light. Also like, would we even want that? I don't know. It it I feel like feel the pressure of the idea of it in the room. And I don't know how you execute that because there are so many variables that are unknown and also this cast online IRL since the show is filmed has gotten really intense mm-hmm. just in how they communicate about each other and also outside influences. And it just makes me think, like, I don't know how you're going to run this because there is so much going on. And the weekend is, like, super fun. It's incredible. They truly, like, 
they, I mean, Jim Bravo knows what they're doing because it was an unbelievably high produced at like a high level of excellence weekend. But it does make me think with these kinds of conversations, like, would Jen go to a Salt Lake panel? How does that get handled? How, what's the reaction of the rest of her cast? How do you pretend that the conflict that we're going to have seen some of it play out with like Jen versus Lisa matter when we know she's going probably to federal prison. She's going to go to camp. I got to think though, I'm not sure that Bravo will would want her there. I think it might. Is it too much? I think, she might want to spend time with her family. I mean that genuinely not being an asshole. She might yes, genuinely be like, I need to spend time with my but family also, right now. I think, I think that might be the kind of thing where they're like respectfully. I mean, because mm. even like, they're not having Jen to the Watch What Happens Live clubhouse. I can't imagine. You don't. Th- I could see her there. They didn't have Erica there all last season. They didn't have Diana there all this season. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. But it's like, I, I do think there is kind of that thing of like, not everybody is going to get an invite to BravoCon. Like, I think that's Or also, not everybody should is what you're saying, right? I mean... I think I can see it. I kind of mean both that it's yeah. like maybe not everybody should, but I also don't think like, I don't think everybody will. And even last time mm. we saw like, speaking of shows having panels, last time Potomac didn't have a panel. Can you believe and, that? And I mean, we just got the trailer. I'm ex- so excited for the mm. season. And it's like, all of those women better be at BravoCon. Was there a Married to Med panel? Because I need a Married to Med panel. No. So last time they were they were kind of like mixed in because like Giselle, Ashley, I think Robin was, the, you know, like a few of them were there. It's they were at like, different pa- like the panels was like they uh, the panel was like ex- speaking yeah. out and like great personalities, but it wasn't a show. Right. Panel. Like I remember Ashley and Giselle were on a panel with like. Golnessa mm-hmm. and Leanne. Lala and Leanne Lockett. Like it was a very like fun and those were fun panels yeah, i like those panel. kind of mixes that they did but um you know i think it'll be it will be interesting but i mean potomac the I mean. season the trailer oh i'm so excited to have them back i'm so excited my honestly my hope going into this based on what we've heard about this season is to enjoy candace again because i think she's a really valuable housewife and i have a lot of issue with the way that she's behaved on social and some of the things that she said on the show. And I also think she's terrific for the show itself. And I want to get back to a place yeah. as a Bravoholic where I'm like, she's just so valuable. Let's let's just embrace the value of these prestige women on this unbelievable cast. I'm really excited from the trailer to see some of Candace's relationships evolve yes. this season, to see her, first of all, not in a good place with Giselle. That mm. really intrigues me. Uh, with Giselle maybe being a little messy with this Chris, you know, who was he at the W with? 
And moment. I don't feel comfortable with the way that he's communicated with me. That to me is very interesting because Giselle and Candace, for the most part, have always kind of, you know, they haven't ever really feuded. Like maybe mm. they haven't, maybe they've had moments with each other, but they've never been on the opposite side of the main kind of conflict. But then at the same time, it looks like we're going to get Ashley and Candace sort of thawing. And that really excites me because, you know, going back to the Monique and Candace mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. that really felt like it was an irreparable thing. And certainly last season, it didn't seem like Candace was in the mood to give Ashley any kind mm-hmm. of grace on really anything. And so the idea that the breakdown of Ashley's marriage at long last might kind of present an opportunity for Candace to find space in find space in her um her t- her tiny little heart to uh to forgive it's like that really excites me because Candace and Ashley should be having fun together they should be you know like looking hot and yes. going out there and getting it you know, like everybody in this cast I think is strong I was you know up and down on Mia last season but I think it makes sense that she's back I don't know. I just I'm, I feel so ready for it. I still don't understand why Mia's back, but I also think like it's fun to have somebody kooky there who's like maybe not like as strong a housewife as mm-hmm. these as these other women because it is also sometimes funny when it's like when we see Mia try to respond and it's like that's adorable. And that's I th- adorable. I think to me, I've come to realize more in the last I don't know like year or two. I think the role of delusion on housewives yes. is really really important. And mm-hmm. I was talking about this recently about Atlanta that you have um, kind of different brands of delusion Mm -hmm. coming from Sheree and from Drew this season Mm -hmm. that Drew with the, um, with the drop it with Drew and you know, she, you can tell Drew just really, she thinks she's all that she has the assistants. She has the chef, you know, like it feels like there's kind of like a house of cards, maybe being built in uh, around her entire life is a house of cards. Mm -hmm. But then with Sheree, it's like, and I kind of live for that with Drew. But then with Sheree, it's like, girl, mama, 14 years. And there's five, you know, like, it feels very like, now Sheree, come on, we the delusions have gone on long enough. And I think with Mia, you have a little bit of that, like, Drew, girl boss, I am everything, like my husband, da, 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 da. Like, I think you have kind of that delusion that's like, a little bit like what what's happening there what's what's underneath the surface and if you stay on the show long enough i feel like we're gonna like dig into it a little more and then i think you have karen which is the the little more like charade-ish brand of delusion but she's got she's got it under control she launched the candle she's got the fragrance she's i mean she has her wicks like she knows what's happening the drew and mia there is there is a spiritual kinship there i would say between drew and mia like, I think both of them, I don't think either of them really has it like they say they do. In in, yes. a, in an it overall doesn't have to be, sense. Yeah, it doesn't, everybody always thinks of financial first, but it doesn't have to be a financial conversation. And like that, that weird penthouse apartment that Mia lives in mm. and the the chiropractor franchises Mm. where she's like, I'm the boss. I do everything. And then we see that all she really does is like organize pamphlets. (laughs) There's something there. Like, I I just think like, I don't think Mia is like an all time great housewife or anything at all yet, clearly. But like, I do, I do kind of live. (laughs) I mean, I think it works. I honestly think it works. It's also like a little when you come for Mia, like, are you punching down? You know, mm-hmm. but we maybe we need a little punch down. But OK, but it's like maybe you're punching down in a literal sense. But I don't think she would ever she would never see it that way. No, that's why that's why it somehow works. Because right, she thinks she's an equal, just like Drew and Sheree. Because Mia would be like, Giselle, I will beat your ass any day. And it's like, no, you, <laughs> you, you won't. literally you won't. Literally won't. <laughs> and certainly... <laughs> And it would be in real life. It's one thing, but certainly not in the housewives pantheon. You're not yeah. anywhere close to the level. Yeah. And so I do think it's a little bit like I kind of love that energy because even if it is punching down, she would be like, yeah, come, come with it. Bring Absol- it. Bring it to me. Absolutely. It, it may. It keeps you a little bit on your toes because you don't necessarily know what Mia is going to say next. But like, do you care? 
You know, like what's the... when you're like when you're like, I mean, I don't know. I if I, guess. I'm not invested in this person's success. I'm not. I don't care if they reach their goals and chase their dreams. I'm just like, yeah, get in there and get in there and stir it up with your big feet. It's like when you get invited to go to the award ceremony and when you're a little kid in elementary school and you get like perfect attendance and Mm -hmm. someone else gets like A pluses on everything. Like she's going to get an award for being there. She's going to get a participation trophy. And I think that's great because she made the team technically. Technicality. She made the team. That is, I feel like that is a solid category of housewives that it's like you're not getting you're not the valedictorian, but yeah. you got perfect attendance, and that's still important. It is. We have alpha, beta, and perfect attendance. <laughs> and I think that's key. We and need that. You know, who's a perfect attendance housewife? Who? Dorit. Dorit is perfect attendance. Dorit and, is perfect attendance. And like, you know. Always 45 minutes late. But so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes she gets an A plus on an individual assignment, but she probably won't have the best grade at the end of the class. Mm-mm. But it's okay because she showed up and she participated and those participation points are important. They add up. Now her participation, <laughs> like what is it? Like she's there. You know right, what I'm saying? Then, like, she's there. But then she'll like bring us a, homeless not toothless and it's like she'll bring us up so she the wind chime right and it's like that's why that's why she's there that's what you bring to the table that's what gets well that's what gets you the trophy you show up you participate and you get a participation trophy i mean i loved i loved to eat so i'm not this is not like us this perfect attendance thing like i don't see that as a, a dig because not everybody can be like the star of the franchise well what's bad what's wrong with having a dig I'm n- no, there's nothing wrong. It's still I mean, at the end of the day, she still has value. If I want to dig, I'll dig. But I just think like <laughs> that's connected to a tagline. I, I just <laughs> we can go. I'll go low. I'm not Michelle Obama, <laughs> but I do think like you know, like I I don't have that's not connected to any negative sentiment about Dorit. I don't think she is like the star of the franchise, right? But I really appreciate her contributions. And then you have some other people who I'm starting to appreciate their contributions a little bit less. Whose contributions are you appreci- appreciating a little bit less right now? Like Lisa Rinna. I mean. I Yeah. I mean, I think it, in many ways it feels like Lisa Rinna's time is running short. Like her days are numbered a little bit. And I think for... I feel like y- you probably fit into this category also. Uh, that Amazing it's, people. That- <laughs> Shining bright. Perfect attendance. (laughs) For like two or three seasons, Lisa Rinna's thing has kind of worn off. You know, like her charm Mm. has kind of wavered. She's not kind of like the iconic, you know, shit talker with big lips that she used to be. But like, I feel like this season more than ever, it really feels like we might be hitting a wall here and there might actually be something done about it. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, here's the question that I have for you, okay? Because you get a lot of tea, you get a lot of insight, okay? okay? Mr. King over there on Instagram and everywhere else with our podcast studio and whatnot. Okay, yeah, I paid for this myself. You did. And you were like, let me shit cash. Perfect, perfect segue to Beverly Hills. <laughs> what do you think genuinely, genuinely is gonna happen to Lisa Rinna at the reunion and after the reunion. And I have a follow-up. So it's it's hard because I think the reunion, it's happening in such a heightened climate around the show mm. that it's, you know, there are some seasons where we watch the show on TV and then they go talk about it. And that is the opposite of what has happened with this season of Beverly Hills. From start to finish, there's been so much social media chatter. There's been so much kind of controversy and outside voices. And Lisa especially has mentioned it all on social media. And I think it's the kind of thing where like going into the reunion, I think for most of the fans, 
she looks like shit and like people are sick of her and all this stuff. But I don't know if she has it within her to recognize that and to humble herself at the reunion in a way that would kind of bring up her standing. And I think she could. And I, there is a world in which I see her going to the reunion and being like, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that, whatever. But like, if I had to make a bet, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think she's going to give Sutton the apology that maybe Sutton feels like she deserves. I don't think she's going to own up to maybe a, playing a part in what has happened with Garcelle. I don't think she's going to disavow Diana Jenkins and be like, I shouldn't have been friends with this woman. I don't think she's going to give us those moments. And so, you know, coming out of the reunion, I think unless unless I, she really proves me wrong in that sense, I don't think she's going to curry any favor with the fans, as, aside from the people that are still kind of ride or die for her. And I do think going in, talking about casting for next season, it if you're thinking of any kind of switch up at this point, if you're assuming that Diana isn't going to be back, because I think, you know, that's kind of just, that looks like the way the cookie is crumbling. Then it's like Lisa to me would be the most obvious person to put out with Diana. Mm. And then you kind of have, you have this cast of six. It's a little more balanced. Rinna has been Erica's most, you know, stalwart companion the last couple seasons. And Kyle and Dorit, while they're in that like Fox Force group, have been a little bit more down the middle, I think, in terms of, you know, Sutton and Garcelle versus Erica and Rinna. So I think like that would be a kind of easy way to feel like you're sort of removing a little bit of toxicity and you still get to keep Erica and follow whatever's going on with her and you know her stuff with Sutton her stuff with Garcelle like she still has her friend and Kyle and Dorit but it's like to me it kind of makes the most sense not even just because it would be what I want to happen and if you were on the production team for the reunion which includes the lead producer who Rinna accused on Instagram live of or on Instagram stories, rather, of like being behind the bot attack against uh-huh. Garcelle's son, Jax, which was a wild take for her to have. But if you're on the production team, how are you weighing reactions to this season, noting that there's a lot of fury at specific people by the audience, or at least the isolated portion of the audience that watches and reacts to the show online? Or the cast who don't seem overall to have a lot of issue with each other's behavior. Like that is a large divide. You still have to produce a show with the people on the show, not necessarily through the lens of the audience. Or do you? Um, I mean, I think it's one of those things where we've learned by now, we've kind of been burned too many times by these reunions where we have issues that we really want to be unpacked in a meaningful way. And that just isn't in the cards and whether or not it's Andy not wanting to go there or the network not wanting to go there, or, you know, maybe they don't feel like Andy is the right person to have that discussion. Certainly with some of the issues we've had with like race and things like that. I think Andy has been kind of a little bit ill prepared almost to do some of that. But with this type of thing, I think they have, uh, you know, if they want to really lay into Rinna and make her kind of answer for a lot of the behaviors we've seen, even over the last few years that have kind of piled up the way we've, it's become such a thing for her to come on the show and destroy these friendships. And, you know, we've seen it with with Lisa and with Denise and then with Garcelle and kind of with Sutton, like all of these people, like, I think they really could lay it all out like that and give her kind of a trial by fire. But like I said, we've seen enough of these reunions and I, I don't actually think they're going to really go for the jugular like that, but Mm -hmm. you know. And how much of the audience do you think responds to or aligns itself with the seeming echo chamber that we're inside of by talking about the show online where it's a lot of people 
ostensibly saying that they're hate watching or they're watching and hating it, but the yeah. ratings are record high. How much of a segment of the audience is aligned with the kind of conversation that's happening online versus people who are like, this is great. I love it. This is fun TV. Don't stop. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that I've, I wouldn't say that I'm like hate watching this season. I think I've still been enjoying it. That's great. More than not. I do think in terms of the, all the stuff that's happened on social media with like the bot attack and all of the back and forth surrounding that, that is the kind of thing where if you're like somebody watching this show who is, you know, maybe older, not as plugged into social media, like whatever, you know, I think a core demographic for Bravo, mm -hmm. you might not even know that that happened. Or you might have seen an article about it right. and be like, oh, there was some drama on social media. But I think that's that I think it's more about that than like the enjoyment of the season that it's like we have these massive discussion topics that seem like they need to be main things at the reunion but at the same time there are plenty of people watching this show who might not even know or particularly care that that happened and so it's like uh, then it's like do we really think they're going to devote like 30 minutes of the reunion to talking about that it's it depends when it's these social media things like sometimes it really becomes unavoidable like you know jenny Wynn getting fired for her mm -hmm. facebook posts but i i do think in this case i'm not i don't feel so sure that it really is going to be like really dug into at the reunion i also think there's a difference between hate watching and dread watching whereas i'm like <laughs> i every week i'm like please be enjoyable in some way be escapist be something else don't feel so cruel because it's a harsher pill to swallow when we talk about the idea that housewives should ultimately be i think escapist in some way or connective in some way and not so isolating and it's wild because so much of that dread is tied up with what I'm seeing on social and production or the network, whomever, have involved themselves with other franchises and other seasons where it's gotten too hot online, where yeah. they seemingly tell the cast and the cast tells us that they've been asked to like chill out a little bit. And it's it's it is interesting to see that we don't necessarily have any evidence of any conversation coming out with BH because to me it, it adds to the dread. Right. The only real evidence was that Bravo put out that the statement the and statement asked, the cast and asked to everyone post to post it, yeah. it which of course, I mean, appropriate. That's, that's not nothing. And I think yeah. what, whatever you think about the content of that statement or whatever, like telling all the women to amplify it is great. Is I think notable. Yeah. Productive. Um, but of course, then, you know, when people like Erica and Rinna are pretty much immediately like this is showing their hand on we social media and being right. like, yeah, I don't actually I don't actually think this is <laughs> it's like, well, OK, but, you know, uh, mostly I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see the reunion. I also am curious how this Atlanta reunion is going to be, because mm. this season kind of up and down, I think. And there were some some moments I really enjoyed and some moments that I was kind of like, eh. And now Sheree's selling her $142 emoji t-shirts and it is what wrinkled, it is. wrinkled t-shirts. Wrinkled the the prints look faded in the photos. I just don't. I mean, I said this on AG and got appropriately dragged, but <laughs> I I mean like so I say can't, it again. <laughs> I can't help but compare it to Brooks Marks. I think he constructed a real look with his tracksuits. Like, I think it was recognizable. It was fun. It was interesting. I couldn't tell you the price point, aside to say that I assuredly couldn't afford it regardless of what it was. But I thought it was like a great, fun look, yeah. cheeky, that members of the Bravo community could buy and support and enjoy. And in addition to that, Karen's candles, Dr. Tiffany's candles. There are so many examples of great, interesting products and or products that like you're gonna get because it's a part of the lol and then i look at what sheree did mm -hmm. like she could have just done she by sheree merch years and years right. ago so there's a problem there with the actual design which is me being generous but the price point is psychotic the, yeah and I, I i'm not gonna pay 140 dollars for a joke well, and it would my be, joking is priceless. I think, I think part of the thing with this is that 
the way she talked about it on the show was about all of these designs and right. the garments and it, that it's like a fashion line right. and this elevated athletic wear. And there are, in the runway show on the finale, we see those pieces and some of those pieces are on the website. There's kind of like a, there's like a fitness section and just like an apparel section. So there are like, it's not just emoji t-shirts on the website, but the thing is, I mean, all of the prices are ridiculous, but also it's like, you didn't have to do all that to give us like if she had just done a she by Sheree like jogger sweatshirt set, even if that was like a hundred dollars, I wouldn't think that that was, you know, a crazy thing to be doing. But it's like the way that it's been sold to us as this like fashion elevated experience, and there's a like a two hundred dollar hoodie that has her logo on it that's now the logo looks dated because it's been for years it's like is it the same logo yeah that like the star oh, the, the she the, okay yeah Oof. but it's like yeah it's just like i don't it doesn't make sense and it's not even that i mean it's not even just like eh, i don't feel like paying for it it's like i i don't understand how it can be that price and i don't i can't imagine that that many people are really going to pay those prices which is what makes me sad because this could have been the thing if Sheree put out like a cute matching set that was like not cheap, but like, like a Brooksmark set, I think is like a hundred bucks ish. And so it's like people have bought it. I know people who have bought it. I know yeah. multiple people who have a Brooksmark set. and love it. If Sheree had done that, the sa- basically the same thing that Brooks did, people would be buying it. But I don't think people are swiping their credit card for $142 wrinkled t-shirt with a winking emoji on it that you could get from etsy were you the one that posted that there was the shein set that was like five dollars on shein it's also on amazon is that how you pronounce it shein yeah okay Um, i've actually never heard of that company but (laughs) but so it's like it's like just frustrating because like i want sheree to make money i would love for i would love for her to launch this after such a long time and like sell the fuck out and it really like come to fruition in a way. And while the fashion show on the finale was nice, like I was glad that it came together like that. It looked like a looked like a fun event, even if it was, you know, a little bit tardy, but like the actual for sale launch, I'm like, okay, maybe Candy's going to buy it because she wants to support a friend and she's like rich. But like, I'm looking at this website and immediately being like, no. We can't want it more than her. And it gives so many, there's so many similarities, although I would say like this is more difficult to process because She by Shrey is, the the brand recognition is huge, but like Sonia's toasters, those should have happened. Allegedly they were in a warehouse. Right. But we can't want this more than the person. And also you can either take solid business counsel, including from members of your cast Mm -hmm. who know what they're doing, who are in CVS, who are bajillionaires, who surround themselves with a Don Juan ethos of like hearing (laughs) things that you might not want to hear, but that produce great results. But if Sheree doesn't want that or she doesn't know how to do it, we can't do it on her behalf. It's just kind of, it is awkward to see her launch this website and see what's on there. Right. If she thinks a $200 hoodie is what the people have been waiting 14 years for, then I don't don't know. That is what it is. And that's what it's going to be. And none of us are going to buy it. And that is going to be unfortunate for her. It can't be both low quality and way, way, way overpriced. It can be one of the two, but it can't be both. And it's like we're pretending this is the thing that we were waiting for. There was always going to be a letdown because the LOL is that it has been 14 years, but not this. This is it's tough because we're still pretending that this was a success and also when there's a countdown clock on the finale episode Mm -hmm. counting down to this launch that's a mess I mean I guess it is appropriate for the brand because it is consistent with what we've experienced but it's also tough like how many more chances is she gonna get to relaunch I want to see Dwight and Lisa Nicole like discussing this did Dwight not look 
fabulous. I couldn't take he my eyes off of him. He did look fabulous. I mean, better Gorgeous. than ever. Literally better than ever. Quad was there. Lisa Nicole was there. Deshaun Dr. Was Jackie there. was there. Um, Deshaun Snow. You know, even Sheree's husband, Sheree's ex was there. I just forgot his name. Bob. Oh, yeah, Bob. Bob with, and his um, like, girlfriend, maybe? With Tammy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love to see oh, Tammy. Oh, God. Oh, Lordy Lord. What a oh, trip. My God. What well, a trip. I'll, uh, you know, maybe next time I see you, I'll be in a She by Sheree. I'd love Wait. it. Sheree, get she in touch. She like slide into her DMs and be like, hey, girl, loving the launch. If you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to here's my address. <laughs> Also, speaking of things that I would like to receive for free, mm. I know that she has blocked the majority of the content creator community, including me. No idea why. But I would like to try Rena Rosé, and I have no money to afford it. I don't know how much it is, but it is more than I am willing to um, pay. So if the kind people at Rena Rosé would like to get in touch with me, I feel like I should be drinking when I'm watching the rest of the season of Beverly Hills. I'd love to try it. I don't know if it's on sale. I th- Oh, okay. I don't know if it, like exists exists well if if harry hamlin wants to send me a bottle of whatever (laughs) he's got cooking in that kitchen i will send him a thank you text right like lisa has tasted a wine that she was told was rena rose but like i don't know if it like exists i want to try it i never got to try colette and i am a huge supporter of the champagne community and so i you know i will i will take I will take a step down and and give the rosé a whirl. And what an endorsement. Like, I will take a step down and try your booze. I want to try it, Rena. Why can't we repair? Why why well, why can't we repair this? Can't, <laughs> By sending me things. can't always get who you want, but <laughs> I'm so- Turtle time. But Sarah, I'm so glad that you were able to join me in this in the stew today. Oh my God. Um, so fancy. Before we go, just tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, you can listen to Andy's Girls, which is a podcast all about the psychology behind the housewives. So we consider it a mix between C-SPAN and Ayanla Fix My Life. And you can listen to apps that come out twice a week wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And find me on social at Dame Galley on Instagram. And um, got a bunch of pieces about housewives that I have written for the Daily Beast and one upcoming, which you can find links to on my oh. social media. A tease. We tea. love it. <laughs> Nobody we love, knows. We love it. There's another one coming out. Yay. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.